Hello, this is Vin Peterson from Politics Weekly, and today we're going to be discussing some current events, including some upcoming primary elections in my home state of Arizona, but also I think in Michigan and Missouri there's going to be some primary elections in some crucial races. Um, Mansion shocks Washington. That's going to be our second topic. And so Republicans tax um, Republicans on a veterans bill. Something interesting happened with that. I'll, I'll discuss all that and more on this podcast. Stay tuned. All right. So we're going to start with the primary elections. There are primary elections in Missouri. I think Eric Grimes is running. He is sinking slightly in the polls, actually. That guy. Who's, who's Eric Grimes? The former governor. He's sinking in the primary polls to the attorney general, Eric Schmidt. And Eric Grimes is a Republican or a yes, Democrat? Yes, a Republican. Okay. And he, I think, has been accused of, like, tying a woman up and, like, taking nude photos of her and, like, things like that. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah, and he was the governor of Missouri, but he resigned because the state legislator was likely to impeach him. The Republican-controlled state legislator was likely to impeach him, so he resigned. Uh, might as well just quit, right? Yeah. He was also that one who did the rhino hunting ad. Oh, I don't know that ad. It was, like, where a person, like, he came into, like, what appeared to be a normal-looking house in rural Missouri, and then he, like, he entered with, like, an, a gun and an AR-15 and, like, a SWAT team and said, order your rhino hunting permit today. Oh, that's yeah. disgusting. And rhino by the main Republican name only, of course. Of course, that's incentivizing violence, of course. And, you know, like, we've seen stuff like this happen in real life. We talked about, I don't know, like, I mentioned Speaker Bowers, for example. He had people come up to his house with firearms outside of his house, and, like, he's received death threats. So this actually happens in real life. Right. It's super dangerous what what they're saying and what they're doing and the messages that they're sending to people. Like what's happened with, I mentioned Rusty Bowers, but also secretaries of states as well. Right. Yeah. It's, and so this guy's running against who? Eric Schmidt, the state attorney general. He's not great by any means, in my opinion. Um, he, I think, said that he won't be voting for Mitch McConnell if he becomes in the United States Senate. He won't vote for Mitch McConnell as majority or minority leader. Well, that sounds kind of good. Well, I think he's doing it because he sounds like a rhino, I think. That's why. Mitch McConnell is a rhino? According to them, yes. Oh. That's crazy talk. Yeah, so Manchin stunned Washington, and I'll get to this story in a moment. So what happened is that um, there was some re- talk about Democrats negotiating on redoing their Build Back Better legislation that um, initially seemed dead by many uh, analysts, right? Right. Um, and political observers. But then Manchin, I think, and Schumer started talking about it. And then McConnell and the Senate Republicans threatened and threatened and said, Hey, look, if you start bringing the, if you announce a deal, then we will not vote in favor of a bipartisan bill addressing the worldwide semiconductor shortage. And they passed that semiconductor shortage bill with bipartisan support. It passed like 60 to like 30. And what do you think about that chip bill? I'm in favor of it. The semiconductor shortage is a big problem. And Arizona is a hub for the semiconductor industry. As we all know, yeah, uh, residents of Arizona know that's a big hub for the semiconductor industry, and that's a good way to bring high-wage, high-skill private sector jobs to the state, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So the chip bill... That part with bipartisan support. Why, why do the Republicans... Why did they like that bill? 
I think it was bipartisan. Like they, they said, like they everybody knew this was a problem with used car prices in particular. Yeah, we really after the pandemic realized like how much we depend on China for stuff. Right, and I think like in yeah, that's kind of what they thing was like national security like i think like in the 80s like the u.s made like 40 percent of like semiconductors in the 70s and 80s but now we only make like 12 percent of the world's semiconductors so wow was chinese competitiveness and it was bipartisan and all that but i think the republicans threatened to block the bill if democrats didn't agree if democrats announced a deal on the Inflation Reduction, Reduction Act, or yeah. what do they call it, the Build Back Better Plan? Or yeah, something. I guess we'll call it the Reconciliation Package. Yeah. Oh, Reconciliation Package, right. And the thing is that, of course, they need a filibuster to pass that chips bill, but this is through reconciliation, so they don't need a filibuster on the bill that we're going to discuss next. So how many, pe- how, how many votes do they need for reconciliation? 51. Okay. And filibuster 60 for the closure filibuster in most votes. I see. And what happened was Manchin, I think, said that he pulled his support for the climate provisions and the tax provisions. And then like one week later, he announced that he was he announced that he came to a deal on a plan that would include climate change investments, prescription drug negotiation, Obamacare subsidy expansion, as well as ta- a 15 percent minimum corporate tax rate and closing task loopholes and increasing IRS enforcement that would reduce the deficit in total by about $300 million over the next 10 years, and they called it the Inflation Reduction Act. That sounds great. Yeah. It includes extensions of electric vehicle tax credits, um, subsidies for renewable energy. Also, it includes, I think, discounts for solar panels on your house as well. All right, let's do it. Let's get some solar panels. Let's get, let's get an EV car. Yeah, it's gonna the the tax credit for new cars will remain at seventy five hundred dollars, but this is just extending it when it was projected to expire pretty soon, and it also will include a four thousand dollar tax credit for used electric cars as well. Oh, that's awesome! So you could get a used car and get a tax credit. Yeah, for four thousand dollars. Wow, that's great. So why are Republicans mad about this bill? Um, because they probably don't like the tax provisions and probably the Obamacare provisions as well. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, they don't like to help people, but why, what about the taxes? What's the problem with that? They don't like to raise taxes, period, right? Read my lips, no new taxes. That's as George H.W. Bush famously said. (laughs) When did he say that? Like, how long ago? Um, like 1988. (laughs) And by the way- still the same. Right. And by the way, he actually did break his promise and raise taxes. Right, I remember that. He raised the tax rate from 28% to 31%. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, okay, so what- taxes are being increased like are my taxes going up only on incomes over four hundred fifty thousand dollars for four hundred fifty okay you know what i'm just under that so we're okay (laughs) (laughs) so it includes um corporate taxes i mentioned um there's gonna be a 15 percent minimum tax the current rate is at 21 percent but there's a various loopholes and like companies like offshore their profits overseas and it'll require them like saying hey if you go through one of these loopholes or any of those procedures you must pay at least 15 percent okay so even if they're trying so, they won't be at zero right mm-hmm. yeah it's the 21 percent is the current rate Trump cut it from 35 percent to 21 percent so Trump cut the corporate tax rate dramatically but there will at that time though to be fair and like 35% was like bipartisanly considered way too high, people thought. And in reality, most corporations were playing like close to 24% before like 2018. Okay. Yeah. So that's, yeah. And so, um, so the uh, climate folks, it seems like it's a mixed bag, right? Like they're unhappy. It's good. Yes. Um, 
includes, I mentioned, all, it's, it's actually going to be the biggest climate change investment ever in U.S. history, and it's actually going to be the first climate change legislation since 2009. Wow. Okay. And so what's, it, what's the goal, or what are they saying? To cut emissions by uh, 40% by 2030 from 2005 levels. Okay. CO2 emissions. Well, that's good, right? Yeah, we're on track to cut it by 20%, but with this bill, we're going to be on track to cut it by 40%. That, that's that's good stuff. Yes, exactly. Okay, and then um, what's it going to cost? Um, it's going to reduce the deficit because I mentioned the tax increases, right? Oh, so it's going to like pay for itself. Yeah, this is over a 10-year period. It's going to spend about $400 billion over a 10-year period. And it's going to tax about $700 billion, once again, over a 10-year period. So as a result, it will reduce the deficit by approximately $300 billion or so. Okay. And then I guess if you get a Republican in, they can just undo all of it, right? Um, they'd have to pass a bill to repeal it, yes. But but this is not through executive order, so it's more durable, though. That is one thing. Okay. All right. Like, it's much easier to, like, repeal, for example, a law, like, it's much easier for a Democrat to say rejoin the Paris Climate Accord versus repealing the 2017 tax cuts, for example. I see. Right. A bill is more durable when it's passed through Congress, for example. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So Manchin. Yeah. He pulled a fast one, do you think? Yeah. I think he surprised many people, of course. And most people thought it was a done deal, especially because of his ties to um, the coal industry, a heavy coal mining state in West Virginia. 89% of the electricity in West Virginia comes from coal. And so let's talk about Manchin. Like, what kind of, what, what, what kind of guy is he? Like, what? He's a Democrat. So he was governor of West Virginia. Okay. Sorry. Um, he was the governor of West Virginia for like 10 years. Um, and he was moderate back then. He was a tax-cutting, anti-abortion Democrat. Okay, okay. And then after Robert Bride died, a well-known Senate Democrat, a moderate as well in West Virginia, um, Manchin um, ran for re-elect, ran for an election in a special election in West Virginia to fill a Senate seat of Robert Bride, and he's been senator since 2011. Okay. And he's, been, he's broke with his party on many issues, including um, the filibuster in 2010 when Harry Reid did his nuclear option. He was one of three Democrats to break with Harry Reid and the rest of the party during the nuclear option over um, circuit court judges under the leadership of Reid in 2013. Oh, man. Okay. I, I don't know much about that. You remember when Harry Reid lowered the threshold to break a filibuster? I've heard about it, yeah. For circuit court judges, not Supreme Court judges, okay. in 2013 because Republicans were filibustering like crazy. Uh-huh. Um, Man- every single Democrat agreed to nuke it except for three, and Manchin was one of those three. So. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so- also on voting rights, he's also been opposed to the nuclear option once again. There. For, yeah, him and Cinema, No Voting Rights Act, right? Um, I think they said they support the legislation, but they don't support lowering the threshold from 60 votes to 51 votes. Okay. And anything else about Manchin that we should know about? I mean, he was like governor for a very long time, I mentioned. And West Virginia used to be like a deep blue state, like Bill Clinton like won it by double digits in the 90s and stuff like that. But then um, Bush won it over Al Gore in the early 2000s, and then it stayed red ever since. And the fact, it, But there's always some sort of moderate, like, kind of old school Democrats who still do very well, like Clinton-esque Democrats. Uh-huh. And also, um, it voted for Trump by like 39 points, by the way, West Virginia. 
And, but Manchin still was okay. Yeah. That was in yeah. 2018, the last time he was elected. So it must be really hard for him to be a senator, right, with having being in, being a being Democrat. In such a red state. Yeah. I know. I always kind of give him a pass because it's like, well. You're less sympathetic to cinema in a 50-50 state. Right, right. Yeah, especially with senators like John Tester running in a red in a red state, not being even more progressive than cinema, for example. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, interesting. Now, this bill, everybody's like, okay, you know, Manchin pulled a fast one, or maybe he didn't. Who knows? And then Mitch McConnell and all the Republicans are super mad about it. Yes, but do we know if cinema is going to vote for it? We don't know yet. We know Mansion, but we don't know cinema yet. When do you think we'll know? Good question. I'm not sure. She hasn't been very out in the public recently, so I'm not sure. So we can't get we can get slightly excited. Slightly, I guess. <laughs> if in my opinion, yes, you can get slightly. What do you think cinema won't like in this bill? Perhaps the prescription drug um, things. It allows Medicare to negotiate prices and expands Obamacare subsidies. I heard something about insulin or something, or did you hear about that? Or no, okay. I did hear it. I did hear it that like nego- Medicare negotiate won't be allowed to negotiate prices for prescription drugs. They they've never been allowed to negotiate. No prices for prescription drugs. Wow. So this will allow them to negotiate Medicare to negotiate. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds good. But yeah, what uh, cinema gets money from. Pharmaceutical companies like GSK or Bayer or Johnson & Johnson or any of those companies, right? Okay, so as soon as Manchin said yes, uh, Cinema might have got a phone call or two. Yeah. By the way, though, Manchin's, um, Manchin's, uh, ma- uh, Manchin's daughter, Heather Bresch, is actually the CEO of Mylan Pharmaceuticals, the company that makes the EpiPen, which has been notorious for price gouging it wow wow okay that i didn't is, know that so that so that is interesting though he's still even though he has ties to the pharmaceutical industry his daughter is like one of the ceos of like the largest pharmaceutical companies in the u.s wow Probably so if he likes it then i would suspect cinema might be okay all right to be continued yeah and i do have one more thing okay and that is the veterans bill i think that initially passed on a procedural vote with like 84 votes in the senate what's a procedural vote it's like a test vote essentially to see for it's like they do like test votes essentially okay and what happened it passed like 84 to 14 but then right after the reconciliation bill was announced i think it dropped from like 55 to 42 and they're like and all the people who changed were republicans all of a sudden and this was a bill to give healthier care to veterans who were exposed to cancer-causing burn pits. Where were the burn pits? In Iraq and Afghanistan of chemicals, and they, and people, and they burn them, and it, caused cancer, and it can cause cancer. And so somebody that was maybe hoping to get some cancer treatment and not lose their home yeah. yesterday. Yeah, person um, in Ohio died from one of those pits, actually, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I think... It, did, it failed to overcome a filibuster. I mentioned the vote was 55 to 42. And there were most Republicans voted against it. A small number voted for it, but most voted against it, interestingly enough. Just because they're, you think because they're mad about the the reconciliation? Maybe because it like passed with overwhelming bipartisan support previously. So I wonder, is it just because they're mad about this, the 
the reconciliation. McConnell said it's because there that there was an amendment that he wanted from Senator Toomey that wasn't added, but I'm not I don't know if that's necessarily I'm not sure how credible that claim is, however. Yeah, I've heard them saying like, oh, there was something changed, but then I heard people were like, look it up, nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y- you guys changed. Right. The the cruelty is just amazing to me, like these are veterans. Yeah, and they're always like, support our troops, support our troops. But I guess it's just words. I mean, they want to send them to war. That, that's what they mean by support their troops. It's send them to war, of course. Right, yeah, send them to war, but the support after. Relatively minimal. Right. Why, why in the world are we not paying that? For health care for veterans? Yeah, health care for veterans. Especially when they're exposed to cancer-causing substances, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like protect your country. Well, maybe. But, but your country. Not honor those who served and risked their lives. Yeah, we're not going to protect them. Yes. That, that's concerning. And so that's all I have to say about the current events. Um, all I can say is um, remember, guys, if you're in Arizona, be sure to. It's too late to mail in your ballot, so drop it off at a polling location or a drop box if you haven't already. And I mentioned on the Republican side, um, Matt Salmon is still on the ballot even though he dropped off. And on the Democratic side, Aaron Lee Ehrman is still on the ballot even though he dropped off. Just a heads up for my Arizona residents, my fellow Arizona residents. And that's all I have to say. Um, peace out, guys.